Hi, listeners. I hope you all had a great weekend. I led a guided movement exploration on Facebook Live from my Facebook page, and it was great. I mean, I had a great time, and we had people from all over the world moving together from the Philippines, New Zealand, and Australia, and we had a bunch of people from the East Coast in the U.S. and some from the West Coast. And even though I couldn't see the others, it just really feels amazing that we can gather together online in movement. The reason I started doing these lives is because I've been struggling for the last eight years with having my own consistent movement practice. I became a dance therapist because I know how healing the power of movement is, but I can hardly find time or the motivation to go and do it for myself. And I've found that I really have only moved for my clients for the majority of my career. So that's where this came from. And I want to give that to you because I know that some of you have told me you feel the same way and that you've experienced the same issue. And if you're interested in joining one of these lives, um, or if you're just interested in catching the replay, um, you can do that by going to my Facebook page. And I will leave a link to my Facebook page on the episode notes. I realize that I said that in the last episode and I didn't actually do it. So um, it's going to be there this time. Just click on the podcast episode description and click on the link that says or Krug Facebook page. Just in case you don't see the link, you can just go to facebook.com slash Krug DMT as in dance movement therapy. I tried to make it just or Krug, but it was taken already. Can you believe that? That was hard for me to believe that someone else had the name Orit Krug on their Facebook page. But anyway, I'm going to plan on going live pretty regularly. Um, I'm going to take a break for the holidays, but you can expect to see me going live and doing guided movement explorations pretty much weekly. And, you know, I'm in experimentation mode right now. I've never done this online before besides the three times I've just done it in the past month, so I'm going to be keeping it pretty safe and pretty similar to what I've been doing already, but I hope that within time, you know, you might have requests for what you'd like to see or for what you'd like to be let in, and as long as it feels safe and containable to me, I would be happy to try it out. So again, check out the Facebook page, click on the link in the podcast notes, or go to facebook.com slash DMT. Okay, so today's podcast episode is just amazing. I would not take an interview with just anybody on a Sunday night, but Maria was so engaging and so wise and passionate that I just, I just loved, I just loved our interview. Maria is really pioneering dance movement therapy in Colombia and post-conflict Colombia where there is a lot of hurt happening for people who've experienced and witnessed a lot of tragedy in their country. And Maria talks about how dance movement therapy is just such an amazing 
perfect modality for the people in Colombia. There are many practitioners in Colombia who really want to become dance movement therapists, but Maria needs to get accreditation from the ADTA, and she's been trying to get into contact with somebody who can help her out, and she has not been able to connect with anybody. So if you or anyone you know can connect her to someone who can help her out, that would be amazing. And please listen to the episode and hear how much of a need this is. If you want to contact her, her contact information is also in the podcast description. And if for some reason you don't find it, feel free to contact me and I'll forward her the message. Thanks so much in advance for your help. And I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I did. This is Mind Your Body, a dance movement therapy perspective on the integration of our emotional, cognitive, physical, and spiritual aspects of our being into one more aware and whole existence. So my name is Maria Andrea Garcia, or Maria Garcia. I am better known in the UK like this. I am a psychologist and I study dance movement therapy at Roehampton University in London at the end of the 90s, beginnings of 2000. I did my diploma and then I did a postgraduate. Straight after that, I went into psychiatric hospitals to be one of them, or the one actually, dance movement therapist. And I worked with adults, I worked with adolescents, and I worked with uh, elderly or older adults in different units, inpatient units, outpatient units, working in the community, in a variety of settings, uh, attending mental health patients in private and in public hospitals too. I did this for eight years and it was very enriching, very interesting, clearly supervised by Nina Papadopoulos, who's been my professional mother. Uh, Thereafter, I want to teach. I always had a dream. I am Colombian from South America, and I always had a dream of bringing dance movement psychotherapy as a profession to Colombia, or as a master's, as a, uh, yeah, well, as a profession of health. And uh, I tried to come in 2008, well, I came to Colombia, and I had a sabbatical year, uh, the idea was to um, to see if the soil was fertile enough to put my seed inside. And I recognized it wasn't. So I jumped on a plane again and went back to the UK. I had started my master's, well, like in 2003. And I finished it. Oh, no, even better. Even later, actually, yeah, like 2006, perhaps. And I finished it. I did it with an um, adult with dementia in a center close to London. I worked with them for one whole year. I got a grant, actually, to do that study from the NHS. And uh, it came up uh, successfully. And my supervisor was Beatrice Allegranti at Roehampton. Um, once I finished all that and I had all those tools in my pocket the MA, the postgraduate, the diploma, and all that experience in psychiatry, I decided I wanted to study 
um, teaching. So I did a PGCA in UK, it's a postgraduate certificate on education and higher and further education. And I became a psychology teacher in colleges for five years, just uh, for the sake of um, having experience teaching, as I wanted to come to Colombia to teach movement psychotherapy. And what happened? Um, I also created a program for the university where I graduated, which is Richmond International American University in London. And I came there to create a program called Introduction to the Arts Therapies. So psychology uh, students and art students could take it and realize that there was a whole road and a path on that direction, that they could use the arts for healing. So at the beginning it became uh, being just a summer course and then it grew into a proper main course of the semester, so the terms at university for psychologists and for artists and for the art students. And that was very successful. It went through for like four or five years. In the meantime, I was also doing Aikido. I did Aikido, Ki Aikido and contact improvisation for eight years in London. And I think that taught me so much and gave me such a body, such an embodied experience. So I worked very much uh, from those, yeah, from those experiences. From those experiences, I also learned with Prato, which is Prato Suryodharma, um, a teacher from Java, natural movement or American American movement, which taught me a lot from that side. Uh, in the meantime, I was also setting up my own practice and running short weekend workshops on introduction to dance movement therapy in London. And well, that was all my experience amongst going dancing, partying, traveling, living, <laughs> getting married, all these things that you do as a person. Yeah. Um, after that, um, I decided that it was time actually to start coming back to Colombia. And surprisingly, I got a phone call from a good friend of mine who was setting up a, a foundation, um, una fundación, like an NGO, a small NGO for victims of war, which was beginning to develop all, I mean, the government in Colombia was starting to develop the whole uh, process of peace and uh, acknowledging victims which haven't been acknowledged for many, many years, for 10 years, no? Mm -hmm. So it, this friend of mine invited me to come to Colombia to see if dance movement therapy could be useful for some uh, adolescents which parents had been victims and of extreme poverty who were suffering from anxiety and depression and were at risk of going into gangs. Um, so I came over a summer in 2010, August, and I did a program, I taught some dancers uh, from, um, yeah, some professional dancers who worked in the community. We did a, like a 56 hour intensive course on tools from dance movement therapy. And they applied it into different uh, youth groups. Hmm. Uh, yeah, that was yeah. very interesting. And then a psychiatrist who from Colombia who had measured 
um, the mental health um, system in Colombia, he measured it and, see, and saw the impact of this intervention from dance movement therapy tools. And it was very, very successful and it showed a lot of diminishment within depression and the risk of going to, to gangs and so on and so forth. And the children reflected upon the course and they said, or the youth actually, they said um, that it allowed them to contact to their, with their emotions, that that had improved their relationship with the parents, with the family, with their peers, and that they, they, they gain basically more tools to be with others in relation. So that was, was that the, the first time that dance movement therapy was introduced in Colombia? Yes. Wow. As far as I know, yes. I, I only knew about one movement therapist. She's way older than me. She must be like 60. And uh, I contacted her and she said that she studied it, but she never was interested to apply it hmm. enough. So, yeah, I think she taught psychology in a university, but she never... Uh, she never uh, saw herself as a movement therapist. And so, your yeah, your colleague who called you fun. down to Colombia to to do this was she was she a psychologist or? She's a, she was a psychology student for a while, but she dropped out and she became like a cultural, um, um, yeah, a cultural person. So she would do projects. Uh, project with culture and this is why she was interested in dance movement to uh, bring it okay wow yeah. great and she knew my work because she had lived in london for a while and i was so into it and she saw me from hospital to hospital she thought the work was very valuable and that's why she got the belief mm. so that was eight years ago right um, that was in 2010, right? Yeah. yeah. So how has dance movement therapy evolved in colombia now yeah i tell you from that <laughs> from I went back to the UK and uh, interestingly enough, at that time I also got pregnant and uh, I, uh, I came again to develop with them a diploma on body movement and dance methodologies from taken from dance movement therapy to start working with victims. So I created together with other people who were into psychology, dance. One person was in somatics. I was trying to find peers here mm. because not the, well, at that time I didn't know anyone doing movement therapy here. So I tried to use or select people from similar professions or similar interests. And we build this diploma and the Ministry of Culture and the, mini and the, uh, the unit of victims, which is uh, aligned within presidency, uh, called us and bought us the program. So what we were doing was training community leaders in, the whole, in whole Colombia in different departments and we were training them with these techniques through the body. This, la this lasted like 100 or 120 hours, this diploma. We were mm. traveling all over the place. Mm. And what, what they were doing, were doing processes, actually personal processes, very, very deep processes with trauma, all related with their trauma as a victim um, of war. 
and uh, they also replicated it. There were people who were community leaders, as I said before, and they had access to elderly groups, to women's groups, to children's groups, and they replicated the work and um, inserted somehow these body methodologies within their work. So we were doing this like for three years, which was very, very beautiful. I, I found Colombia and I traveled around Colombia into deep places. Um, and I really learned about the wounds that the war had created um, in all those years of battles between guerrilla paramilitaries and the uh, army, the Colombian army, and of course, uh, civil crime, which goes on anyways. Mm. But it, it was terrorizing, really, my my belief about badness and evil completely extended because the atrocities I could hear from the victims directly were very mind-blowing in a negative way, you know. Yeah. It was very shocking. So, yeah, so that was that other period. And slowly, slowly, I was called to teach in the National University in a diploma called... Uh, diploma on psychosocial attention because psychosocial perspective from psychology it became the perspective to deal with victims and uh, reinserted people and all the post-war people actually and uh, um, I was teaching the module of the art therapies in the attention of psychosocial in the social psychosocial attention to victims of war and all the students were really impressed and very found very useful the arts and the body to form the relationship with the other to reflect upon the other to offer different uh, communication tools with the other so they kept insisting maria maria please please <laughs> give us uh give us more of this this is very useful in this context right. so that evolved in that i also teach in the university of cartagena there's a master's on construction of peace and social conflict are these and for the people who are training to become therapists or no, um, psychosocial people... heal healers psychosocial it's called psychosocial attention so they are facilitators uh, which work at an individual, at a familiar, and a, commu and a commu community level. Oh. This is beauty to work at those levels, and uh, with all the yeah, with all the belief of the people don't have illnesses themselves. Is they just lead very awkward situations with war, and they have been somehow touched by that, including the psychosocial context. Ultimately, that's what it means, psychosocial attention. is right. You can't blame the individual, but you have to understand them within a context because there's a lot of displaced people. There is a lot of um, people which had uh, their family taken away and disappeared. And, uh, the, I mean, the violence here has been in, expressed in many ways, the ones I've just said before. Yeah, yeah so sad. Very, very, yeah. very, 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 very tremendous violence yeah. and arts, yeah. Um, do you think that because it's arts in psychotherapy, it's more 
the culture is more accepting of the arts and dance movement therapy versus something like psychotherapy, right? Isn't that part of the culture where they don't want to see it as an illness, but it's really more in the context of life events and trauma? Yes, I do think so completely. People, I mean, what I believe is various things is one thing is that remember in Colombia, poverty is extremely high. So education, access to education, not many people have it. So if you want to approach them through word, through through intellectual introspection, through talking, some people don't respond. People are very basic. Mm. In their, in their understanding of the world, I think, here in Colombia. So the arts, and instead people are so happy, so joyful, and they connect so much with expression. This is it. I think people in Colombia, well, in some parts more than others, but they tend it tends to be more expressive. And I say this in relation to UK and Europe, <laughs> another population that I know very well. Um, they're very expressive, so they connect to dance, they connect to arts, they connect to music, and that's a way of of healing. And also, the culture is so rich in those in that media that or, that people access it easier from their hearts and their emotions. So yes, I think it's a good place and it's a good soil to 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 plant the seed on that mm-hmm. yeah, on that aspect. Yeah, absolutely. Sounds so mm-hmm. necessary um, yeah. to have, you know, a team and a, all this access for people to lead them into a healthy expression of these past events and even just their current life stressors in this artistic and creative way, especially if that's going to be the best way they respond to it. Yes, definitely. And also for children. I mean, to access yes. children. Yeah, of course. Important. Yeah. So uh, moving and so on. It's, I mean, this is, I think this is universal. This is definitely mm-hmm. universal. And also I, I am working at the moment with some elders, um, elder men and women, and they love playing. They love it when I bring my parachute in and they love when we throw the ball around and they say names and we remember um, songs and we do a little dance and we do gestures with the body. They're into it completely. So it's, I think it is very cultural. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as opposed to uh, walking in and trying to talk, it would be so different. Yeah, they do reflect, uh, but they engage with it. I don't know if I would sit there with a questionnaire or <laughs> just a conversation. It would last for a little while and they, they would fall asleep. Or yeah. I think it's a very useful, I mean, it's very useful complementary language to address people and to go into difficult feelings and histories because they can't, they have different media to express it. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. I forgot to say something also. How did I enter the psychosocial world? And uh, this is something that is, has marked my my professional life here. Is I worked for the IOM, Institute, uh, International Organization for Migrations here, developing together with other colleagues, not, not uh, psychotherapists from, with movement or arts, but other lines of psychology, we developed a 
strategy for the government, for many institutions in the government, of self-care and um, hmm. team care for people and facilitators and carers, whichever profession, psychologists, social workers, uh, therapists, who were working with victims because they were so charged and they didn't know what to do with it. It was very painful. The stories have been so heavily um, painful and emotionally charged and horror. I mean, these are histories of horror that uh, the people, facilitators and people who were attending victims were overwhelmed and totally burned out. So we developed a very beautiful strategy incorporating body language, incorporating performance, narrative, expressive um, methodologies to work with these people to help them contain and to help them uh, transmute somehow the feelings and the way they would they would gather, no? Yeah. from listening to the stories and from dealing with these painful stories. And that really led me to understand deeply the whole psychosocial um, perspective. So this is how I've been somehow um, sewing, sewing between dance movement psychotherapy, the psychosocial uh, perspective and contextualizing dance movement therapy in Colombia. This is, I think, this has been what life has given me. I really think that when I came from London, I landed in the wound of Colombia directly. <laughs> wow, you're making such a difference. Bye, thank you. It's interesting. <laughs> I also work with paramilitars in jail. Mm. I'm remembering this now. So I've been, I've been lucky to be able to see the different voices of war in Colombia. Yeah, but this wow. is what's happening now, ultimately. So from this inspiration, the peace process was signed last year. Um, and the whole environment here is about how do we heal these people that were so much hurt? And how do we articulate the people who were fighting in the middle of nowhere and bring them back to have a life, to have to to contact against society and to connect with everyone. I mean, the healing process is massive and it's not only for the victims, it's not only for the guerrillas, it's for all of us because we all, all civilians, all the Colombians have suffered indirectly or directly, but we are all wounded. So I think it's a momentum, it's a moment at this moment, well, in this right present to be healing. I think Colombia is in a healing process, yeah. in a very intense healing process altogether. So we need people, we need many people to have um, uh, the skills to help the heal and to help themselves because the healing starts with us. Do you the find you have a lot of support and resources to make that happen? I think so. I think there is some money, I mean, I don't know, but I think the whole world has the eyes on us and trying to support the healing process in many ways. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I'm doing it. I'm, I, at the moment, I'm doing everything by myself, actually. As I was telling you, all this situation, all this experience since I arrived to Colombia it has taken me and driving me to the big decision of saying, OK, I have to set up a program of dance movement psychotherapy. It has to happen. And I've been asking universities and the psychology departments are very 
well, I don't want to judge, but they are still not open to mm-hmm. art therapy yet. Mm-hmm. So I ultimately I said, you know what, mm-hmm. if I wait until somebody support, it's not going to happen. So I'm going to do it independently. I have my colleagues uh, from when I graduated in Roehampton who's inspired me a lot. For instance, Andrea Nandi in Prague, and I called her and I said, well, how did you run your program? She said, no, I'm making it independently. I am definitely um, engaging in an accreditation program with ADTA, and I am doing the program here, and it's all successful. So I said, okay, brilliant, I'm going to start by myself. I haven't found a colleague, because in Colombia that I know there is one English woman who is in dance movement therapy, Pist Cat uh, Bosque, which lives here, Carolina Perez, another one from Goldsmiths, and that's it, <laughs> basically. So there's not many people. Um, so I I think by the by this time I am senior registered within the Association of Movement Therapy in the UK, and that allows me to supervise, educate, and have my own practice. Mm-hmm. So I have my own private practice here in Bogota. I have a lovely space, like a studio, where I see private patients, normal neurotics. And uh, very, very seldomly, I see people with mental illness uh, who are in the community, but they need some support. And also I'm running, I've been running since I arrived, some uh, closed groups of authentic movement, and they've been running for five years, like maybe one, two or three per year. And it's very lovely. I just finished one last week and um, we are continuing. Uh, they didn't want to finish. So we mm-hmm. are continuing once every 15 days, every fortnight. And um, and that's what we're doing. So I think out of this one, we're creating a group that probably will develop in a laboratory to, to recognize skills from the body and how to interconnect them with the word and I am sure some themes are going to come up um, and we're going to be exploring that. Yeah. How is it that you have a private practice in Colombia? Is there certain ethics or laws about licensing or is it okay from your... your um... I, well, at the moment I am um, homo... I don't know, homologizing, I don't know how you call it, trying to make, um, trying to make valid my psychology degree here. I am in that process with the Ministry of Education. And um, yeah, just doing that. Okay. It's a long process. No, it's not that easy. But uh, yeah, it takes a while. I love that you yeah. do authentic movement and they, they didn't want to finish. <laughs> they didn't want to finish. Yeah. Not- no, 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 no. This is it. I did it for six week, weeks, which is normally the time I do it. And then they said, no, we actually want to propose you so we can do it once every 15 days instead of every week. But we carry on another six months. Beautiful. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. These people are psychologists, are actually some clinical psychologists and uh, other psychology students, other psychology teachers which are starting to explore what, where is the body within the, mm-hmm. within therapy, basically wow. the question. And it was interesting because it came out from a colleague of mine, which is a psychosocial psychologist. She said, listen, Maria, me and my students, we are 
uh, we can see that the body is very important. We observe things, but we want an explanation. Please open a group so you can teach us. So we started doing authentic movements somehow to explore. Uh, how did it take? Well, which way did it take? So, and uh, the thing is that they have entered into a deep processes themselves. So they don't want to, they want to carry it in that way. They want to carry it in, um, um, yeah, with the intention of carrying on growing themselves and having a, a group that contains their, proce their life processes and also surely to practice and surely develop into into questions into trying to answer questions they have yeah it's so great to hear that yeah. they they recognize the body is such an important piece in psychology mm -hmm. yeah that's great yeah no it's pretty amazing so yes i am supervising these two sometimes when they're doing movement therapy and I am doing uh, educating. So I just launched the first diploma on dance movement therapy. I'm doing it by myself. I found a beautiful theater where we're going to run it. It's going to be 150 hours. I called clearly the movement therapists <laughs> to come and teach a module. It's going to be six modules of 20 hours each. And I'll be, I'll be there on top supervising and doing it. And wow. you can't believe it. <laughs> There's so many people... Uh, applying there's so many people wow. interested and lots of uh, psychology students doing dance and uh, uh, art how do you call it? theatrical and drama people who are also interested psychologists social workers even teachers from schools mm -hmm. who want body tools to incorporate in the program so i think this is wow. really great yeah Great. So now at the moment I am uh, working parallelly, trying to speak to ADTA, which I haven't found. I haven't had any response. Um, I've been trying to, and also talking to a university here to see how can we develop the master's program in, in the next years, in the next couple of years. So I can, I don't stay here in the diploma in the diploma so we can expand. People are asking for it. There is a massive demand and I am sure this profession is going to develop. But oh, yeah. I do ask for some support. So what exactly do you need support with? Because it sounds like you have, you're kind of getting started, right? And is the program already I am, going? I think because people are asking and they're shouting for it. So I am doing it by myself. They know I'm not, they're not going to be certified movement therapists. Oh. They know who they need to do a whole program in order to be certified, they are just getting some tools and a taste of movement, oh. side of movement therapy. Sadly, I cannot give them any certification apart from you have come to 150 hours and I taught you, Maria Garcia, I am senior registered. That's it. I'm sorry. That's so all you I need, can do. Um, you need a guide on how to become accredited so that the people in yeah. Colombia who or anyone who comes and trains at your school can become a registered dance movement therapist. No. Yeah, that's exactly what I want, and that's what I'm heading where, where I'm heading to. And I would be really grateful if I could get a advice from ADTA. And I say ADTA because um, it's closer to us. I can't afford going to the UK, as it was my association for the 16 years I was there. But uh, so I decided I think the best route to 
do it is through ADTA. I could go to the States every now and then, and I can also bring teachers from the States. It's, it would be very expensive to try to do all this. In Europe, it would be much more expensive. So this is a practical decision I've made. And also ADTA is the mother of all associations. So <laughs> I am that you guys have more resources. Mm, okay. Well, yeah, let's definitely make a, a call to action. And hopefully whoever's listening can have a helping hand in this and help you get in touch with the right people because you are doing amazing work it sounds like it's so needed and people are craving this and it'd be great if we can make it happen yes and you i mean i this is a word for all the movement therapists if you want to take a sabbatical in colombia <laughs> do come here the country is absolutely beautiful it's safe mm -hmm. and and teach and support this program and Share your knowledge with us Colombians. It's a big, big welcoming word to all the movement therapists in the world. Do come, please. Yes, we, I can I can we, second we, that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean I just traveled there, but everyone everyone looked at me like, You're going to Colombia? Like the the reputation is still there, but when I went there I felt safer than when I was in Europe. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Bad, but now we've made a peace process and really it's changed completely. I mean, the, beautiful. The, what I, the, the statistic I like to see is that in um, 2011, we had so many thousands of soldiers healed, uh, healed, no, uh, wounded in the military hospital. And now their statistics is like they get like two or three per month. <laughs> So I think it has seriously changed. And actually in the streets, I see all the time um, foreign foreigners, all the time, everywhere. There is people from everywhere. People, This is a beautiful country. It's one of the most beautiful and fullest country nature-wise. We oh, have yeah. like climates here. We have Pacific. We have Atlantic. We have... Um, a desert, we have beautiful mountains and paramos where the water comes out. It's utterly beautiful. I mean, I, I am very pleased to be here and working with different NGOs, which I've been doing also in these five years, uh, doing programs, teaching, facilitating, and traveling around the world, around the country. It's, and it's a gorgeous country. Yes, Very it diverse. really is. Extremely diverse. I fell in love when I visited, so yeah, <laughs> I, I agree. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen most of it, but just yeah, my impression. I, I I felt I felt home somehow, so it was really nice. No, lovely. We should have mm -hmm. met that time. I know. Well, I'll just have to go back. <laughs> is that far? No, it's not, and we're almost on the same time zone, so that's great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a massive country with a massive need too, mm -hmm. and this is a beautiful way of healing people, and it's a beautiful way of people to be healed, and a beautiful way to connect and to. Uh, I am always with the idea of sewing, you know. I'm always imagining myself with a little a needle and a thread, and is what we need in Colombia is threading each other into each other and trusting again and caring for this land because violence has uh, fragmented the population and created distrustness 
and confusion and a sense of insecurity. And the healing process here in whichever way media you do it, is about threading into each other's lives again and threading that diversity and trusting humanity again because we've been very hurt. Yeah, and it makes so much sense that dance movement therapy is so needed because there's so much culture around music and dance. And Mm -hmm. when I went, um, you know, we saw dancers in the park, um, many different parks. So it was just out there everywhere, you know, everywhere we turned, there was dance and music. Sure. And and there's a very physical culture here. It's about the body and aesthetics and the whole thing. Not that I like it, but Mm. people are aware of their body. So somehow to shift the attention of the body from the aesthetic aspect into a, a into a mechanism of awareness and connection with the other it's absolutely necessary and people are become conscious here of their body and it's like a whole new world opens up in front of their eyes and then suddenly emotions can exist and relations develop in a different manner it's very incredible. I mean, I trust movement therapy incredibly much because I can see the effects it, it has in people. Just the awareness of the body, of their movement, or their emotion within the body and their sensation, it just takes them to another size of consciousness, basically, no? Mm-hmm. So I think it is a very important tool and a very uh, and a tool that is very uh, is receptive is how you call it mm-hmm. a lot of reception yeah here are yeah. many people and many people study dance here many people mm-hmm. study dance and psychology and uh, body work mm-hmm. there's a little line of somatics also who's trying to come in and not yet fully fulfilled but uh, we have been gathering together the people from um, bioenergetic, somatics, all that, uh, just to create other diplomas and other trainings, just in body uh, psychotherapy through the body and so on. So we've been we've been um, preparing the soil very much throughout these three uh, five years. I've been here since 2013. We've been gathering and. Uh, getting stronger in the in body work ultimately so yeah thank you so much for advocating for dance movement therapy and staying strong through all the obstacles and you know Mm -hmm. keep on working towards the accreditation thank you so much yes i'm in awe i mean you've done such amazing work thank you so much yeah slowly slowly we'll start writing and I'm producing papers too, but I mean, at the beginning, now is we're just starting to establish this and to starting to get to get it out there. Also, in terms of um, of getting jobs, you know. So I am talking a lot to institutions. I'm working now for a foundation, an NGO, which is called Gratitude, which uh, believes in the arts as a healing mechanism. So I'm working with them to open up more doors. So here is really opening doors in terms of making the the program also creating jobs for the people 
um, showing NGOs, showing the institutions, governmental institutions, that there are other ways of healing and of working with people, working with groups, which are the, the arts. And all that is happening simultaneously. I trust is going to enter and is going to plant itself here. And we're, we're starting to grow roots. But I can't do it all by myself, so I, I need tools to give to my students so they can spread it out and use these tools to develop themselves mm-hmm. for the people. That's right. the idea. Well, I can't wait to get your message out there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> sure. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you so much. No, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having your great <laughs> list of podcasts. I think it is a wonderful tool for us to know about each other and to connect. Yes, yes. I would say before it's difficult to sit down and read all these amazing pub- publications out yes. there, but <laughs> it's there sometimes to listen yeah. to the stories all over the world. Yeah. Yeah, slowly, slowly, we'll also be making an association of Colombia or a Latin American one or something, but mm-hmm. we have to go step by step. Yes, definitely. I know it takes. I know the journey in, in England, at least, was a long journey, so so I'm not expecting this to pop up in two minutes. It's going to be a while, but I'm yeah. here to do it. That's they all started somewhere, up. so... Like all these, yeah. you know, the ADTA started somewhere, too, and it was, you know, the hard work of some very powerful and strong women. And I think you're doing that for Columbia. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> Thank you again for listening. And please, if you know anybody who can help Maria accredit her dance movement therapy program in Columbia, send me a message or find her contact information in the podcast notes. And thank you in advance. Also, check out the podcast notes for my Facebook page where you can join me live for guided movement explorations among many other people around the world. Okay, bye.